You're listening to a message from Maranatha Church of Jacksonville. For more information, please visit our website, maranathajax.com. Hello, Maranatha Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Kevin. We are in week eight of our Acts of the Apostles series for summer 2021. This past Sunday, Pastor Brian shared a great message from Acts chapter 13 and 14. And he mentioned a lot about this uh, crowd of people that Paul and Barnabas had come in contact with. And Pastor Brian made the point that um, Paul and Barnabas did awesome things, that God worked and did miracles through Paul and Barnabas, and he does miracles through us as believers, through his Holy Spirit. He said also in those stories not to take credit when God does something awesome through us. Don't take credit for it uh, because bad things happen as we see like Herod did in Acts 12, that when you take credit for something that God did, God does not uh, like that. Then Pastor Brian mentioned about the crowds and how the crowds at one moment were praising Paul and and, and, uh, Barnabas and they were saying, wow, they're gods. And Paul was like, whoa, 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 you know, chill out. And then the next moment they wanted to stone him and kill him. And so how these crowds seemed a little bit uh, fickle. They were just kind of back and forth. And then uh, he ended the message with Hebrews 13, sorry, Hebrews 12, talking about the great cloud of witnesses and being um, solid believers and being part of this crowd. So if you haven't listened to that message, go back and listen to it. That was a pretty good recap, though. Uh, But now we're in Acts 13, 14, and I wanted to talk about the beginning of Acts 13, verses 1 through 3. And so Acts 13 is the beginning of this focus on Paul's missionary journeys. So we see up to this point that the mission of Jesus is going out. It's it's started in Jerusalem, and it started to spread. But now we're going to start seeing these uh, people, Paul and Barnabas specifically, being sent out to different areas around the world, around their their known world. And it started here in this church in Antioch. And so Acts thirteen one says, "Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers." And then he lists these names, which are interesting names, and I'm going to talk a little bit about them. Barnabas, which we know about, that's Paul's secondhand man here. And then we see this man named Simeon, who was called Niger. And this possibly could have been, uh, well, we don't really know much about him, but the word Niger means black. And so Simeon could have been a person from uh, African descent and here in Antioch. And he could have been somebody that came and traveled there and maybe he will uh, stay there in Antioch. Uh, He found, obviously he found Christ and maybe he'll get sent out. We don't know, but uh, that was just an interesting tidbit there. Uh, Then we see this man named Lucius of Cyrene. And this guy, Lucius, is also mentioned later on by Paul himself in Romans 16. So this guy was uh, known uh, to those people. That's why these guys are mentioned here. They might not be known to us, but they were known to these guys. Then a man named Manian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But what's interesting about this guy is it says that he was a very close friend of Herod the Tetrarch or possibly even a relative of Herod. And this Herod here, I know there's a lot of Herods in the Bible, but this Herod here was in Matthew 14, and this is the Herod that actually killed John the Baptist. So not a very good person, but we see this guy, Manian, who obviously once again found Christ and now is a part of this church in Antioch. And it's just an interesting uh, side story there that you know Herod, such an evil man, 
this guy, Mannion, who knew him very well, ended up coming to know Christ instead of going opposite way like Herod seemed, all the Herods seemed to do. And then it mentions also Saul. So all these men were here in Antioch and they were uh, part of this church there in Antioch, which Antioch was a very important place in this time. It's like the the hub of Christian missionaries that we'll, we'll see is a very a key city in these stories. So they're all there worshiping and, and praying. As verse two says, they were worshiping the Lord. They were fasting. The Holy Spirit said to them, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So all these names here, uh, they specifically point out Barnabas and Saul. All right, set them apart so that they can go and into the rest of the world. So these other guys seem to be uh, leaders in Antioch and stay in this community, but Saul and Barnabas were set apart, which, you know, set apart could, could mean they were, were taken from this community and were going to be called to a specific mission, not in Antioch, but going out to where the, the gospel has not yet been preached. And then in verse three it says, then after they had fasted, prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them off. So we see this as a very defining moment in Paul's life uh, because he took this and he was he was defined by this moment. He he was uh, obviously impacted because we see in Romans one that he uses the same language here in Romans one one. Paul's writing to the Romans and he says this, you know, hey, hey, guys, this is Paul here. Uh, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. That's the same exact language we see. Apostle means to be sent off. And it says that they sent off Saul, sent off Paul. And it says that he was also uh, set apart, which we see here that the Holy Spirit spoke to them saying that very word, set apart. So this is a very uh, defining moment, like I said, for Paul, that in this moment, his life is transformed. Now we see a lot of these moments in Paul's life, specifically in Acts 9, where he gets transformed, uh, saved by Christ, a revelation, a vision of, of, of Christ, and he gets uh, transformed there. But now this is another transformation, another defining moment in Paul's life where he is now going to be called to these different places around the world. And so I want to look at this, this church in Antioch and what they did. Um, it's very simple uh, what they did here. Uh, but sometimes as a church, you know, uh, we, we might not do some of these things. And this is uh, important for us to do. And it says that they worshiped, they prayed, they fasted, they listened, and they obeyed. So they fasted and prayed, listened and obeyed. I think that's a really great way to live as Christians, live as the church. As a church here at Maranatha Church, we do fast, uh, a corporate fast. We, we, we call and ask for everybody to do some sort of fasting on Wednesdays. Wednesday is a day that we have set apart so that we can, uh, as, a, as a corporate body, uh, fast and listen. We spend time hopefully in prayer so that the Lord can uh, speak to us, so that we can be uh, uh, more uh, able <laughs> to hear his voice uh, specifically on those days as we fast and, and pray. Then we also have times of, of prayer that are you know popping up in our church that we have uh, prayer meetings. Some of us have prayer meetings on Zooms that I, that I keep hearing about and we, that we're doing. We have different prayer meetings that are popping up um, that, we're, that we'll meet and we'll let you know when we do those. 
And we as a church want to be obedient to what the Lord is calling us to do as a church. And we do have uh, specific people that we give m- money to for missions. And that's on our wall we have at a church. So we we are very uh, eager to help the mission of God and to pray for these people and to give of our resources. This is what's happening here in Antioch is that they're giving of their resources. They're, they're fasting, they're praying together and they're going to send Paul and Barnabas off. And so I've had the privilege of doing my own mission trips. I've been, I grew up at a church that we did a lot of different mission trips and I had the privilege of going on a lot of these different trips around the world. And every time I go, it seems like the Lord does more in my own heart than it seems that I do for anybody uh, on those trips. And so I encourage you, if you have an opportunity to go somewhere, whether it be a week or two weeks or a month, to take advantage of that because the Lord really does um, change us in in these defining moments when he calls us and sets us apart to go on a certain mission. Uh, These are defining moments and he can use these things and he does use these things to give us a greater perspective of what he's doing around the world. It's great to see the activity of God and his kingdom happening around the world. Uh, We sometimes get focused on just our own little lives, but when we get outside of our lives and go into other other places and nations, we we see what God's doing, and it's really exciting to see that. And so I want to ask you, and I know you can't talk back to me right now, but maybe uh, you know me, and you can text me or uh, you can see me at church and, and we can catch up about this. But my question is, what defining moments have you had with God? Just like Paul had and Barnabas had in this moment where they were set apart for a mission, it was such a defining moment. What kind of defining moments have you had with God where you've felt like his uh, His presence, you, you felt his presence, you heard his voice, you felt like the Holy Spirit was calling you to do something? Maybe it was at a church, maybe it was a church setting where people were praying for you. If you desire prayer, there's plenty of people at our church that would love to pray for you. And just like in Acts 13, one through three here, where they prayed and they uh, they laid hands on them and they sent them off, we would love to pray with you and ask the Lord to, to give you guidance and direction if you're feeling this burden, this call to do something, whether it be going on a mission trip or becoming a missionary somewhere or uh, doing something here in your community and we'll send you off and bless you to do that. Then, then we would love to pray for you. So what defining moments have you had where you, the Lord has, has shared something with you? And have you been obedient to that? And uh, what is it? What is that calling that he has for you to do? We're reading a book right now that that is uh, encouraging us to do that, to find what the Lord is calling us to do. And I think that's vital to who we are as Christians because I don't want to be a, a, a Christ follower who just sits back and and just kind of waits till the end. And all right, I, I, you know, sat back and I was saved, but I want to be a Christ follower who's on the front lines of what the Lord's doing and, and what he's called me to do. And I want to be obedient to that. And I want to make sure that I'm continually going before the Lord in prayer and asking him to, to show me where to go next, what to do next. And I want to be obedient to that. And so I'm going to pray right now and ask us right now, ask the Lord to give us defining moments this week maybe this month, maybe this summer while we're going through Acts, that he'll give you a defining moment and he'll make things clear to you. And so, Lord, we thank you, God, that you show us examples, Lord, of how the church 
uh, is supposed to act and supposed to be, how they are worshiping you, Lord. They're fasting, they're, they're praying, Lord. They're seeking you, they're, they're hearing from the Holy Spirit and they're obedient to that. Lord, help us to do these things, fast and pray, listen and obey. Help us to do these things, Lord, so that we can be a church that's uh, active, that not a church that's sitting on the sidelines, but a church that's on the front lines, Lord. And help us to be obedient to that, Lord. Give us a calling. Give us defining moments. We ask that all those that are listening right now would have moments uh, where you show them what to do and that they have the boldness to be obedient to the call, even if it's difficult. And so, Lord, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you for how you've used Maranatha Church in so many of our lives, Lord. And so continue to use us, Lord. We love you and thank you. Worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.